whatever. Apparently we're going to talk about Facebook. We're recording now, so yeah. Apparently uh, we're talking about Facebook. I don't know what's well, happening. Well, welcome to... There's no name yet, so welcome uh, to this scuffed-ass podcast. The Greg and Chandler no. Show. No, no. <laughs> welcome to this scuffed-ass podcast. Um, no, I, I, I thought we'd talk about... Um, one of the ongoing uh, shenanigans of Facebook is that uh, they're announced that they're going to have a cryptocurrency. Really? For Facebook, it's going to be tied into um, several credit card companies, um, Uber, um, uh, Instagram, I think, lots of other stuff. And I don't know if you heard of that. And what's your impression? I don't know. I don't understand cryptocurrency that much, to be fair. Okay. So, but Facebook fucking sucks, dude. (laughs) Well, because the reason I brought this up, uh, Maxine Waters um, just called a Senate hearing and um, wants Facebook and... Some of them to appear and um, explain what their intentions are. Uh, with the cryptocurrency or just with existence? With, with the cryptocurrency. Um, the quote is... Um, Continuing its unchecked expansion and extending its reach into the lives of users... With the announcement of its new Libra cryptocurrency, the company, she said, has repeatedly shown disregard for the protection and careful use of its users' data. That's true. Um, They, so from what I've known about the Libra, you know, um, know, I've been following cryptocurrencies for a couple years, and one of the things that... um, people are waiting for mass adoption is, you know, when's Facebook going to adopt one? When's Amazon going to adopt one? When's um, Starbucks going to adopt one? And if so, which one are they going to do? Well, Facebook just decided to um, create their own blockchain and they're calling it the Libra. And apparently... Why not call it fucking Face Chain? That's... you missed right. a golden opportunity there. To <laughs> they did. Face coin. They, they face coin. Face shame. Coin um, book. Coin book. When, when it actually comes out, who know? You know, it's codenamed Project Libra. Hmm. But um, we'll see when it actually comes out. They are in partners with a lot of people, and apparently to to get a master node. Um, to you know buy into it takes like 10 million dollars nuts and they're what they're going to do is it's a stable coin so they're taking um several different currencies from around the world and they're going to average it i guess and that's how much um one libra is going to be worth so I think for investment purposes, you know, if you're looking to speculate, it's going to be more like um, um, like TrueCoin or um, 
some of those other uh, stable coins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you said, you're, you're not very... Um, what would you say? Yeah, you're not very knowledgeable. Um, okay, well, I'm pretty knowledgeable, just not about crypto. Don't be a dick. No, I, I said knowledgeable <laughs> in cryptos. So it said they're, they're partnering with Visa, MasterCard, Spotify, and Uber. Jesus. And it's actually going to be run out of Switzerland. The bank is going to be out of Switzerland. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, Facebook has intruded in so much of people's lives should they be getting into that should Facebook now have access to your money I mean they have access to your location and they abused it enough where it had to go to like a federal court case right? because they were literally you know taking all of your data every bit of it and just using that to deliver ads to you which I get that's how Facebook makes money you know that's how YouTubers make that's how YouTube and Google make money is ads mm-hmm. but you know there's a different the, have, have you noticed a lot of times when you're scrolling through Google you get some stupid fucking ads mm-hmm. for products you'd never care about but if you're scrolling through Facebook you notice Dude, I was just looking at that exact product on Amazon. Why the fuck am I seeing an ad for it? I've never seen an ad for it before. Right. Like, Facebook's fucked up. Yeah, I remember one time I uh, I was in Kentucky, and I, you know, you're on the road eating lots of shitty fast food, and went and bought uh, some Tums at a CVS. <clears throat> Checked my Facebook post a little bit later cup of water <clears throat> and uh, sure enough there's an ad for Pepto-Bismol two hours later I already drank out of it so it's like really you know like you're tied into my you know CBS what I bought at CBS and I'm going to see ads for it you know, very it's intrusive in my mind it's, <clears throat> it's in everything that's why but the only thing I really use Facebook for anymore as messenger, just because I don't. Have, that means I don't have to give my phone number out to people. Um, that's it's true. just an easy way to text people. Um, or if I am super bored and have scrolled through all of Twitter, all right. and there's nothing left, then it's like, all right, it's three in the morning and I need something to do. Facebook it is. And and I don't have the Facebook app, so I cannot get Messenger. Mm on just the uh, desktop version. And um, the reason I didn't, I I don't have the Facebook app, I I didn't download it, is uh, when I picked up my new phone, I was talking to the guy at the Verizon store, and he was saying that um, that's one of the big things that eats your battery life. Oh, yeah. Because no matter what, it's always on. It's It's always running. And it's always checking your location, even if you don't have your... Um, on Android phones. Yeah. Like. I guess I don't know about Apple. So I know some. And I also remember Steve Jobs back in the day. It was... Uh, I don't remember which iPhone it was. But it, it was during an iPhone keynote. Where he said, you know, any 
app that wants to know your location. We don't tell them they have to make a pop-up that asks if you want them to know your location. No, we tell them they have to go through us, tell us what they want to do with your information, and then we give you a pop-up that says, this company wants your location for these reasons. Do you wish to allow it? And if you say no, your location services to that app are blocked by Apple. Right. Which is cool, but like Android couldn't do that, even if they wanted to. There's no, so many variations source, of right? Yeah, there's so many variations of hardware and because it's open source, there are variations of the software. Like your phone and a Google Pixel 3 are not running the same version of Android. Mm-hmm. So it's super hard for that to work. And that's why some apps work better on iPhones than they do on Android is because they're only working towards, you know, a very small set of hardware and a very small set of software. Right. Which is good and bad. You know, I I see that as a very positive thing for Apple. Right. Um, But can they be too uh, stringent? Like, like, oh this person wants to put an app on the Apple store, but we have one just like it, so we're not going to allow it. Right. It is there like discrimination, there, I guess, against the little guy, you know. There can be. Especially, like, it's not super hard to get an app put on Apple's App Store, but there are more restrictions than the Google Play Store. Google Play Store, you can slap anything on there and call it an app. Right. Whereas Apple says, no, you have to do this. It has to be at least this. So it's harder, but I think in the end, for the user, it makes it a better experience. But I think the biggest reason like, that Android would be better is there is variation. There's customization. Apple's software is so dead set. Yeah. And you have to wait until, you know, the next year's refresh of the software to maybe get a new, like, dark mode. There's in, like, in-system dark mode on Android. Has been for years. Apple's getting it in October. Because they just didn't think people needed it. People wanted it, Mm -hmm. but they thought people didn't need it. So, I, I get the argument. But I think, at least for me, somebody who, you know, I know I don't make money doing YouTube and stuff, but, you know, my life, all the passwords to everything that is my life is on my phone. The privacy and security of Apple devices, to me, is more important than the, you know, customization options of an Android. Right. But customization, you know, more open stuff, more apps, easier to access stuff is better for a lot of people. Yeah. And I get that. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't think an iPhone is right for everybody. But I think they're right for a lot of people. Love how we went from cryptocurrency to right. phones, but I mean, it <laughs> well, still I, syncs up, kind of. Because it, it it's still talking about Facebook. You know, and whether they should be able to access your fucking money. Right. Well, because I'm... Um, uh, there's a, a crypto project called uh, Electronium, which I, I think is 
a stupid name, but um, <laughs> but what it is is they, you know, most of the world doesn't have access to banks, but they have access to phones. Um, people want to mine cryptos, but they can't afford, you know, the the, the graphics cards and the miners and all Which that. Which is miners' fault. Right. All the people who did want to mine who could afford graphics cards made graphics cards so expensive. Right. Which pisses me off. It's impo- <laughs> I think right now to build an actual really good gaming PC, you used to be able to do it for between five and seven hundred bucks. Graphics cards are a thousand dollars now. Right. Well, um, and that's just the graphics card. You can't do anything with just a fucking graphics card. So miners kind of fucked up PC building, which is rough. Right. But so, so this you can mine from your phone. Um, you, you download the app. Um, it, it, it doesn't actually mine. They, they, they tried going that route, but it was um, when you use too the, intense the, on your CPU. Right. Too intense on the CPU. So it's more of a airdrop you know that they they drop you so many and the project is is you know they're airdropping between two and three bucks a month so it's not a lot um but you go to africa you know we we forget in america that most of the world lives on about 10 bucks a month you know if if you airdrop three bucks I mean that could change lives and they've um, released a bunch of phones and they're down in South Africa handing you know helping people get these phones the program's already on it they can download they can use that to pay for their phone bill to keep the phone going and then they can also bank you know they don't have access to a bank well here I'm gonna transfer you some some money um, the app came out on Android months before Apple. Oh yeah, like I don't even know if Apple. I think they're finally just doing a beta. They're getting the beta done. Yeah, because um, Apple is so picky. Right. You know. So in that regard, you know, um, but is it hurting people who could benefit from that? See, maybe. But, this sounds weird, but those people in Africa don't need an iPhone. Well, they, for them, an Android phone is better 100% of the time. It could, be, it could be. But it's also, if you think of it from the company that's giving out these phones, this phone is $1,000. You know, there are Android Here. phones that you can buy for 50 bucks. So, that's a big difference for the company dropping them. But also, you don't really want the people who are getting these phones to stop using the app and just sell the phone. Right? Oh, like they're getting a free... No, they, they, I mean, they, they have to buy the phone. Oh, okay. Well, you know, um, Makes sense. But they can offset, I think, the price of the phone. Some of that. Okay. Um, I think I'm. I'm I guess I, I, I don't right. know that for sure. Um, but you're right. You know. But these people, they don't have internet access. They don't have 
banking access. They don't, you know, so their phone becomes, you know, infinitely more valuable to them than it would, you know, here. Because um, they do all that stuff. I guess it depends on what type of person you are, because a lot of people use their phone for everything. Right. You know, there are a lot of people who actually can't afford, you know, to actually have internet in their house, so they use their phone service because you know hotspot with a hotspot because it's fast enough to watch Netflix yeah I don't know if they and so you know you have your phone and that's it and you know Apple Pay and Android Pay both exist so your banking all runs through your phone right so even here our phones are so then again are they Stopping the adoption of some of these projects because they have Apple Pay and they have could be iPay. well. And if Apple has that, should Facebook? No. Then. No. When's the last time there was ever a security concern from Apple? When was the last time Apple was hacked? You know, I, I, Facebook I was hacked know. a week ago. Oh, yeah, Facebook gets hacked all the time. Apple's. Apple refuses to let the government look through a terrorist's phone because they believe in their customers' privacy. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure the government got it anyway, didn't they? They did. <laughs> and then with the next just minor software update, Apple countered the thing that was created to get into their phones. Oh, cool. So yeah, they got into the terrorist's phone, but they can't get in now. Right. <laughs> Apple cares about security. Yeah, you know, because I, I... And I think Google, who owns Android, does also. But Android is so hard to get to be as secure as iOS just because of the amount... Because it's open source and the amount of different, you know, variations of phone that run Android, you know. There's right. also the $50 cheap phone you can buy at Walmart that's running the same Android as what's on your phone right now. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we're definitely moving into a new world where, you know, um, on on the way over here, you know, we had that trip, and, um, you know, you're we're traveling with your mom, and she paid with, paid paid cash, and the gal had to keep come up with what like eighty eighty bucks and change in ones and fives. Because they didn't have cash in the register. Yeah, because everybody uses cards these days. I mean, it's all going to be... Everything's digital. And, mm-hmm. you know, within, what, 10 to 50... Apparently we're going to move, apparently, into some sort of politics. Because, you know, like Andrew Yang, who's running for president, you're the one who actually, you know, showed me, or told me about some of his stuff. But, you know... Him talking about AI and automation in all these different areas. Not only is it becoming a completely all-digital world, but everything. Like, it's not just the stuff we use. Jobs are becoming all-digital. Going to a Walmart right now, and there's, instead of, you know, 20 checkout lanes, there's six. And everything else is self-checkout. You know, Tesla is building semis, you know, Walmart, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, all these companies have already, you know, bought thousands of trucks. Well, those trucks, you know, 
are designed to run without a driver. For the first maybe five years of those trucks being out, yeah, there might be a driver. A driver. Somebody who sits there to make sure stuff doesn't happen. But all cars are getting automation now. Mm -hmm. Every car. Like, Nissan's new cars have automation. Don't know if I trust it, because... Yeah, are they running on Android or iOS? (laughs) Can those be hacked? You know, it's funny. Tesla, all of their cars... Like, their lead software engineers are former Apple software engineers. Well... Which is nuts. <laughs> but that's why, like, it, in a Tesla, like... Because everything is run off of the screen in the center console. When, when you're looking at the speed limit, it's not in front of you. It's a glance to the right, which is weird. Because you know, there's nothing here. But, well... You know, all of the software just looks like iOS, just because that's what the software engineers know. is super clean, but, you know, super strict. This is all it's going to have stuff. But, you know, my biggest thing is Tesla's been working on, you know, <clears throat> automated driving for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Nissan's been working on it for, like, five, probably. <clears throat> yeah, and... You know, they might get quickly to a point where the reflexes of these cars will rival humans. It's already better. But, uh, like, a Tesla's autopilot is, um, like, 98% effective. But Elon Musk himself said that's not good enough. It's better than humans, but it's not mm-hmm. good enough. You know, if all cars are going to be automated, we have to be over 99% effective. You know, there's too, there are too many cars on the road for 2% to be a thing. And, you know, part of it, I think, a lot of the time, are big trucks. Because so much extra can factor into semis and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so Elon Musk has started, a, uh, I think, in LA they've started digging new tunnels for underground roads. I think it would be super nice for semis, automated or not, to have their own routes throughout the country so that they're never on the same roads as people. Because. People suck at driving, but one gust of wind and a semi-truck can tip over. Yeah, what about like ice and weather conditions? With AI, it has to, you know, they're always gathering data. The computers, even if, you know, the autopilot is not what's running at the time, it's always gathering data, Um, you know. I think Tesla's solution for ice is the same as, like, traction control in a normal car. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if one wheel slips, all power is diverted to a different wheel. But snow and ice, I think Teslas are even, you know, lower. Like, a 94 percentile or something. I don't... Mm-hmm. can't remember all the numbers off the top of my head. But, you know, AI's taking over everything. And, you know, in 
20 years, is there going to be a job that's not entertainment? And not everybody is built to entertain. Not everybody can sit in front of a camera. Not everybody can talk into a microphone. Even though nobody's watching, nobody can really hear you. Some people just can't do it. So you think the, the primary th- jobs are going to be entertainment? And some software engineers. But there's going to be a time where AI can do it better. Yeah. The, yeah. I think a robot can make fast food. It's just frozen. You throw it on a grill. Some restaurants will always have humans. I think chefs are going to exist. Waiters won't. Yeah, have you ever heard of the some of the work on uh, Jacques by Jacques Fresco? He was a he considered himself like a uh, kind of social engineer, and and he would talk about that that it's managing you know resources the best way. And, and he said he, he remember grow, growing up during the <clears throat> as a kid in the depression, and he would look out and you'd see these factories you know but nobody was working everybody needed jobs but nobody could find a, a job but these factories are just sitting there empty and and it made no sense you know like okay why aren't they working and um and a lot of it, it's the way we structure our our society i mean we, do we need to find a new metric where uh free time is valued um you know, you're right. You know, we can send a probe to Mars. We could find, create something that cleans out sewers. You know, free that person up to pursue whatever they want, be it artistic or <coughs> entertainment or. With the rise of AI, I think art and entertainment and that type of thing are the only jobs that are really going to be there. Well, we still need food. We still need... Farms are already being taken over by it. Tractors have been run by an autopilot type thing for years. Right, right. But but I I think you're looking at it from the perspective of this is your passion. Um, Everybody has a passion. You know, like, if if all their needs were met, people would do something. This is true. Some people love to farm. Right. You know, you talk to some of these old guys and they just love being in the dirt, you know, so like, well, okay, so go go do that. Right. I think we we created well, we sitting around on your porch one night, we made a weird way society could work. Where you just follow your passion. You don't pay for anything. There's no money left on the planet. But I think we still forgot to factor in AI. Well, it makes like, it happen. All companies are going to use AI. Because it's always cheaper. Because you don't well, pay a computer anything. But, but, but it's a tool, you know. And, and, and it's a tool to make our lives easier and to free ourselves up. And we're getting to the point where, yeah, everybody's... We're getting too free and we don't have the money. And, and we don't exist. have that, that support for people, you know. Like all these truckers are going to be losing their jobs. What are they going to do, you know? Um, they can't all learn programming they can't all learn right you know like I love the way Andrew Yang on the Joe Rogan podcast said you know these truckers are you know 
25 to 50 year old men who are high school dropouts or didn't get a college education at least you think they're going to want to go back to school and learn how to program no you know they're driving truck for a reason a lot of them really enjoy it right but a lot of them also know that it's just a money you know there's well, money in, a lot of money involved yeah. and, and it's, a, it's a tough job it, it's hard on the body it's not healthy right um, you're away from your family a long time and there's not a lot of people getting into it and you're away from your family for a long time and you know all the deadlines you know this truck has to be here by this time so it's not like you get to eat good food you right. can't really stay healthy as a truck driver no, right. it's impossible you know and then they say you know sitting too long it just messes you up right they say it's the new smoking <laughs> everything's the new smoking you know, yeah, I mean, that would be wonderful. But I, I think we're at that point um, where we do need to look at where society's going. Um, AI, um, you know, I, it, it's algorithms, advanced algorithms that are computing faster and faster, but I don't ever think we're going to create, you know, like a sentient... Um, no. You know, it, it's whatever's programmed in is what you're going to get out. Right. And we're just building off of, you know, okay, the 60s, this guy wrote 100 lines of code, so they built off of that and add and add right. and add. So but at some point, a computer will be able to write its own code or code for another computer. There, But, I mean... If it's programmed to write a code. But, I mean, there's only so many programmer jobs... There's only so many jobs anyways. And, you know, what are going to be the first things to go away because of AI? It's going to be retail, jobs in retail and, you know, gas stations, um, any sort of store. Yeah, most service jobs. The service industry leaps, mostly. Well, and that's because the AI, well, automation has already taken over a lot of, a lot of the manufacturing right you know most of the manufacturing that hasn't been shipped overseas <laughs> automation has cost a lot of those jobs and now that's trick you know um, now it's trickling service down the industries the and then truck drivers number one um, employer right and then so, truck drivers are next you know it's going to be a long time I think before AI or automation takes over some more manual labor jobs like a mechanic just because there's many different things you have to do as a mechanic, I think that you know that type of thing is going to be last or one of the later things to get to. But you know, at least from my perspective, you know, programmers have to exist if automation's going to work, right? And then entertainment, I don't think a robot can do that. I don't think anybody wants to listen to a robot talk to them. No. For days. Well, some people. Maybe. <laughs> you know. I mean, I, there's some people I'd rather listen to a robot than listen to <laughs> Fair enough. But, you know. Or, you know, uh, watching TV and it's nothing but robots. There's no humans. There's no real human experience in the right, show. Right, right. There's nothing to connect to. You can't connect to a robot. Right, but... If people have more free time, 
to pursue their passion, would they be more fulfilled and not need to escape yeah, as much as the level that we need to do today? You know, you got these right families, now, both, both parents are working and they come home and they're beat. Right now, and, all I do is pursue my passion. I never need a, I never need a break. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you ever just, oh, I just need to relax and watch an hour of TV just to zone out? No, I do that. That's not because I need to. It's just I kind of want to. I got my work right. done. And it seems like you know, also, a lot of the media is just repeating shit we've done in the 80s and 90s. And all the it's media. Like they've run out of ideas. Maybe AI would come up with the, better ideas. Like, see, I think with movies, mainstream movies, there's only so far you can go. There's only so much you can do. So many ideas that haven't been done. Or, you know, even if the movie hasn't been done... Like, look at Star Wars... The original Star Wars. So, A New Hope. And then Episode 7. Everybody says they're exactly alike. Well, if you look at it, no, they're really not. Like, they are very far apart in actuality. But there's a lot of hints and subtleties that are cues that make you remember the old movie. But it, it so no matter what you do now, I think there have been so many movies made that if you make a movie, somebody's gonna say, "Oh, well, they copied this from this movie. They copied this from you know this TV show." I think there's only so much you can do. And that's why superhero movies are so big. is because the stories have already been written. You know, millions of hours of story is already there. That's why superheroes are the, the superhero movies are the biggest thing in the world. It's because they don't have to copy each other. Nothing copies. Like, look at all of the different Spider-Man movies. They've made seven of them with different Spider-Men. They're all completely different. None of them are even remotely alike. So, superheroes are easy because everything was written first. Game of Thrones, the books were written first. So that's about all that's left is either adapt books or make movies we already made better or worse. Right. But how you think it's going to be better. You know, it's a lot easier to make a YouTube video that nobody's seen before. Yeah. Because it's all, you know, you're not, not only is it all creativity, but there's no one to tell you, you know. Well, you can't do that because it won't make money. Well, you can't do that because I think, you know, there's no superior person there to tell you, well, I think it should be this way. No. You make whatever the fuck you want. You do whatever you think is best. You know, that's why individual creators or indie movies, you know, really low budget, you know, always end up kind of crappy, but the story's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, like Clerks. Right. Amazing. And completely original. Right. Because there's no upper person whose only goal is money. It's all a passion project. Passion projects are always better. So, yeah, if people have more time to just create... 
movies would get better. Yeah. Media would get better. I think if people were doing whatever the whatever they loved, you know, crime goes down. You know, right. and if everything's covered, crime goes down a lot. No one needs to rob and you know steal from people. So, do you think episode four was Lucas's passion project, which I think it was? I think the original seven, which was I think probably more about money because by then for Disney, Lucas didn't own it. Lucas yeah. had no part in it. So I think one through six were all Lucas's passion project. He had it all written. Mm-hmm. The way he described, because there's that giant, you know, whatever, 20-year gap between three and four. Mm-hmm. The way he described it was, you know, for one through three, it was the end of the brightest time in the universe. All sorts of crazy technology, you know, peace through most of the galaxy. There's always going to be fights because that's how it works. That's how people are. But, you know, mostly peace, lots of technology. But when the Empire takes over, it's a dictatorship. So, the reason he wanted to make 4, 5, and 6 first is because he had the technology at the time to make the post-apocalyptic world basically that he wanted real and then in the 2000s when CGI was better he had the chance to make the big vibrant world or universe that he envisioned of what was there before Palpatine before Vader before they had full control so it was a passion project but when Disney got it the first thing they wanted to do what they said was you know fix the prequels because nobody liked the prequels lots of people did but lots of people complained about them too because the originals were better so they did want to take you know a lot of cues from the original three just because you know people would like it more and they'd see the stuff but then it's all about money you know you add characters just for merchandising like the little droid who rolls around. Or the little porg, chicken, oh, bird things. Yeah. <laughs> BB-8, the porgs, that's all just merchandising. That's all just, we want to make money off of this. Yeah. So, yeah, when George Lucas was basically funding it himself, it was a passion project. And he wasn't going to let somebody tell him he couldn't do it how he wanted. Right. Yeah, and he had to de- uh, develop a lot of that technology. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I, I think, um, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot more similarities between um, 4 and 7, um, at least for me. I mean, when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, so instead of the Death Star, it's a planet. Um, they're taking a small team in. they got to shut down the... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all about, and, and instead of uh, Obi Wan getting killed, it's on Solo. Right. I can't remember all the points from the video I watched. That made too much sense on all the counters for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, because at least at the time, Vader killing Obi Wan meant nothing. You know, thirty years later, when the prequels came out, and you figure out stuff, then it meant something. Yeah. 
But when you watched the first Star Wars, Vader killing Obi-Wan meant nothing. You didn't think, oh, that's revenge or something. It was just, oh, the bad guy killed the good guy. That's different. Mm. Whereas, no matter if that's the first Star Wars movie you watched or the last, the son killing his father to, you know, lose all the good in himself is different. You know. Right, it's right. More, it's, it's, the moments may look the same, but the actual meaning behind them are totally different. So, you touched on a point of, you know, humans always fighting. That's um, what beings do. That's what we do. Is that true, or is that programmed into us? It's our ant. Well, it's our nature. It's the nature of almost every creature on this planet. Right. It's to survive. And to fight for power. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I think, you know, we're, we're programmed. You know, they, they found these things, you know, called mirror neurons in humans and dogs and whales and some other creatures. Um that allow us to feel the plight of others. Um, and, and we know about this. I mean, we watch a horror movie. We are perfectly safe sitting in a theater, but we in feel scared. House. Or in our house. We, when we feel scared, we feel anxious. You know, our heart rate, you know, goes. We, um, we're Same wired. good happened to a superhero makes you feel excited. You feel just as happy as they are. Or more happy. Right? I mean, we're wired to experience the, the plight of others. It's empathy. Empathy. Um, but we have not built a society based on empathy. If anything, it, it stifles empathy. It, it's, and it's almost like it's getting bred out in a lot of ways. You know, where people... See, I think... See, is it programmed into us, or is it... Think about every war ever. Yeah, it's been about... What's behind it? Money. Power. Or... You know? You're forgetting one other piece. Survival? No. What's what? This man in the sky. Big white beard. Robes. Oh... Um, Which religions. war was the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, or, or some in, religion. in religions. Um, yeah, my God can beat up your God. Now I'm gonna kill you. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, you have to, you know, I, I make the argument that, you know, there were most people would travel. You know, for most of human history, would humans would travel in herds or tribes or pack or, animals pack animals of a, about 50 you know 75 most of the family you know most of them are related and then after it gets so big they tend to branch off um, start their own and these tribes would would meet and they'd come together and they would talk about you know well how do you think we're here it's like oh you know we came on the back of a giant turtle and we're all ancestors of that or the sky made 
you know, above to the earth and, and we're the children. And they're like, oh, well, that's a good story. You know, well, we believe this. We live in the eye of a blue-eyed giant. And that's why the sky is blue. But but somebody had to have had that original, no, my story's correct. My story's the only one. And if you don't believe in my story, that gives me the right to kill you. Which is a really weird thought. And and I think it, it would be this self-talk that, that people would do to, to justify coveting resources, essentially. And those people have spread across, across the globe and have done that to almost every native culture. And, and that's us. I mean, I mean, we have that in us, that, that thought that if you don't believe... The way I believe. The way I believe... That gives me that you're less somehow. You know, um, is that the analogy of original sin? Could be. In the, in the Bible. Um, you know, Cain killed Abel. Um, and can we recognize that in ourselves as um, a flaw, something to be worked on? Um, that, you know, because right now, I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody agrees with any, you know, with anyone over anything. And, you know, we live in this society that it's, you know, um, turn it back, you know, to Facebook. Um, <laughs> full circle. Full circle. It, it, it's like, um, we're very good at creating mobs. Um, I, I heard this guy's talk about this phenomenon with with social media you know it's, it's a relatively new technology and nobody knows quite how to work it yet nobody knows quite how to be responsible with it yet all we know how to do is create mobs and go after people who aren't part of our clan or our tribe or have the same beliefs that we do and it's not helping anybody you know, can we take a pause and be like, oh, that's an interesting thought. That's a great thought. This is what I believe. And and sit down and have civil discourse. No. And I don't know. Why not? Have we forgot? Did you stop it? Or? No. Okay. Um, I think that's just the I don't know if that can ever be changed from humans why not um we would have to it would take a shift in consciousness it would take you know the religions believing in what they're actually taught I'm sorry but like this sounds bad, but it, and I don't mean it to offend people, but it will because it's a, you know, because that's what people do. They get offended now. Um, but, like, Christians, in the Bible, you know, you're taught, what, 
don't judge, right? You're never supposed to judge others. Who are the most judgmental people in the world? Yeah. Christians. You know, judging gay people, telling them they're going to go to hell. Whatever. You know, uh, it's not your job to judge them. You are not supposed to treat them any differently if you actually believed the fucking religion you followed. (laughs) Right. But people have these beliefs about whatever. That my God is whatever. That your God is, you know, shit. Whatever. But they only follow the parts of their beliefs that benefit them. I think humans are a pack animal to a point. But that everyone is also out only for themselves. To make themselves... Make their lives easier. Make everything they think about easier. You're always looking for a path to justify everything you do. Well, I I think it goes... Yeah, I mean that sense of belonging. That sense to be part of a tribe. Hey, we're part of this Christian tribe. Um, we form this unified front in our beliefs and our understanding. And if you're not, but I only accept about that, half of it. But I call myself a Christian so I can be part of this group. Right? You know, I I, I get it. That's why people join gangs. That's why people um, do drugs. I mean, if you're doing drugs, you have a drug family. You know, um, it, it's that need to bond, and and people, um, you know, I, I I like all religions because deep down they they all teach fundamental truths. They don't teach lie. morality. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't kill people. Don't judge people. You know, because we're all one. Right. Um. I think people get hung up on the stories. Um, and, and a lot of times it, it's a good way to, you know, um, well, go collect mobs, you know, to, to, to get a, an agenda done. Create an army. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, more people, you're right, have probably been killed in the name of religions than anything else ever um but look at uh, you know it's world war ii hitler it wasn't just a you know he was reshaping the world in the vision of his god god spoke to him i maybe you know you know, it, George Bush was always talking about how God was talking to him. It the Crusades. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. What when religion does something um, to to you know the the, the psyche is is that it opens that door to you know if if I think that there's somebody judging me somebody watching me I'm going to modify my behavior that opens that crack to you know for kings for governments um, 
because it's essentially the same thing. You know, we're going to be the authority. We're watching you, and you better modify your behavior into what you know we say. If if you do it for religion, it's not that hard of a step to follow a king, and especially when you know most uh, kings and governments and leaders, you know, call forth, you know, that divine you know in god we trust you know um you know i'm you know the, the egyptians i think would use it too you know they think you know i'm actually a god incarnate and um so in that regard again it, it it's probably not a good thing um but every religion has a virgin version of the Ten Commandments. Every religion has a Virgin Mary. Also. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's a lot of the same I don't stories. Know if that's true, but whatever. Um, are they metaphors to teach us stories on how to live? Do you and ever if, notice that some of the oldest true religions aren't just one God? It's all multiple gods. Everything is a god. Like the Greek mythology. Right. Um, it's older than Christianity. It's older than Islam. Right. It's older than Buddhism. Right, but do do some of these multiple gods represent the different aspects of life of, 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 of human too? Could be. You know, um, humans have a warring side. We have a loving side. We have a um, kind of democratic side or, or a side that uh, solves problems. <clears throat> Are they metaphors? Um, I don't know. But the cool thing is we'll all find out someday. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, religion is, is, is a slippery slope. I mean, you know, I just... If, if you choose a path, you know, you're like, okay, I'm this, I'm getting with this herd and no matter where that herd follows you, you tend to to follow with and and, and you question. stop caring you stop questioning so you stop caring about you know even some of the things that religion teaches all because you know you're following the herd but the herd always has there's always the alpha there's always the leader you know you, you were talking about, you know, like tribes, how they'd split up, you know, mm-hmm. about 50 people, and then you'd get more than that, and you'd start branching out. The whole tribe didn't sit down and talk. It would be your leader of the tribe. Mm-hmm. They would sit down and talk. There's always the leader, the voice of the people. And the... the like... For a religion, if there's a man saying he's talked to God, or, you know, go with a different religion, I don't know, a man claiming he spoke to Zeus and this is what Zeus wants us to do or something like that, you're going to follow that guy. There's no proof that any of that happened, but somebody will say they believe him. And once one person believes you, another one does. And then, oh, well, two people believe him. Well, I'll believe him. Oh, yeah. And then all it, of a it's sudden, much... you're on the slippery slope of this guy 
who, whether he talked to a god or not, it doesn't matter, he has the power to make people do whatever he wants and just say, because our god told me that this needed to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think the power, whether there is a god, multiple gods, whatever, I think the power of just some being just saying that he said or she said that this is what needs to happen and herds of people doing it in the name of somebody that there's no way for you to know that they are real is insane <laughs> right but is it, it, it it's always been thing? easier or just it's is it truly a pack animal thing it, it could or be. just a need for whether it's belonging or is it that humans are because we are so I don't know conscious I guess about things that we are extra worried about what happens after we die and that nobody wants to accept or believe that it just ends it meant nothing You know, for me, that gives me peace. Because if there's nothing afterwards, there can't be any more pain, right? Right. It's just nothing. It's peace. But some people can't live with that. They need the idea of, I need to follow these rules so I can get to this better place. Or, you know, I need to follow these rules because in my next life... I'm going to be, you know, a cow that gets mauled by a bear, or I'm going to be, you know, this rich person, or I'm going to be a planet, or something. Mm -hmm. You know, is it that people need something to believe in that makes them fear death less? I'm... I suppose some of that comes into it. Um, you know, the unknown is always fearful. Right. Whether it's, you know, the next ridge or people who look different, you know, or, or you know, strangers to us. Um, but it has always been easier to convince a group of people than it is just one. Right. Um... I think, you know, we, we got to talk about the, the feeling of uh, uh, evanescence or where, or evanescence where you've been to concerts or sporting events, you're just, everybody's, you know, so together into it, and, and, into and it. you feel it and you just, you know, you just know you're part of something bigger than you at that moment. Right. And that's a one of the best feelings in the world. Right. And has uh, governments, kings, dictators, religions capitalized on that to get people to do what they want. Right. And if but, so, hey, go to a why? fucking concert. So, Don't so, go to a war. So maybe, um, <laughs> maybe tribe, maybe we should say colony. 
Maybe it's just you know. Are, I don't know if any of that's up, right. Are, are we set up more like maybe everything we ants do where there's a king and workers and or is our lives just about wanting to feel wanting something bigger than us? Well, why have like a god? Like, why does every culture have a god? You know, because they it, want is something there, bigger than that. Well, is there but they also something be... intrinsic in us that we know that we're part of something bigger? And we don't quite understand it. We don't have the, the physics yet figured out. And so we try to describe it in ways. You know, the, the law of conservation, you know, energy can't be, you know, created nor destroyed, only converted. You know, so to say that it we're just done. It seems almost too simple. Okay, but I think we're reading into is our consciousness, our sentience, is that energy? Because it, everything's every, energy. <laughs> this table's energy. Right, this we mind. are energy, but our our brain is what causes sentience. It's a certain lobe of the brain. No, I, I don't know. And if that we will really turn that. to dust when we die. You know, I I went to. Um, Why are jellyfish not sentient? You know, they don't have a fucking brain. To to a talk, and and, and he and he made this point. You know, um, therapists, you know, psychotherapists, and, psycho the rapist. <laughs> you know. We're we're in this field, and 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 we don't have a, a clear definition of the mind. Like, where does it come from? And 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 most people just have, yeah, you know, okay, the brain is there, has all these cells, and abracadabra, it makes consciousness, right? Neurons well, and their connections, and the, but we we don't know that process. Um, over here, way on this other mm-hmm. side of the spectrum we have physics and they are coming up with the definition of the mind and consciousness and and they needed to do that because it it keeps fucking with their equations Um, consciousness you know can act in, in a lot of ways um almost like a force and if they you know the, the double slit experiment if, if if they were observing it these uh, photons would act like a wave and then if nobody was observing it it'd act like a particle and it was essentially the observer collapses it into the you know the, the wave function you, you've seen that I think a lot of people have heard of it if not look it up it's, it's pretty interesting um, there is, at some point, consciousness, you know, barring an external force outside the universe, like, like a God providing us this consciousness, then it has to be part of this universe and it has to intersect with everything, you know, the, the stuff that matters. So, you know, Einstein called it the unified field, um, Max Planck called it the Matrix, but there's this lattice that 
everything's made out of. You know, you, me, this table, um, planets hundreds of millions of light years away. There's stuff connecting it. You know, they're doing... Uh, you know, we talked about quantum teleportation that one night. That they're messing with this stuff. You know, they're building quantum computers. So, so we know this phenomenon exists. So, then why is it like I? I then w- that when anybody dies, like dies for a you know a minute, an hour, or whatever. Other than the really weird, you know, 1% of people who say they see something. Why does everybody else, when asked, say nothing happens? I don't know. I mean... You know, it's like you're asleep. It's just nothingness. Um, a lot of people do have experiences. And how come all those experiences are similar? But they're not. You know, it, it's you some... Know, but... And a lot of them can be explained by science already. Like weird, you know, the whole life flashing before your eyes thing is weird. But who... See, you say you experience that, but I've had near-death experiences. Never seen my life flash before my eyes. Not in the sense of how people make it where I saw everything I ever did. (laughs) No. Yeah. I, 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 I... I saw, oh, fuck, I'm dead. And whatever was causing that. You know. I don't... I don't know. It's super hard to understand, but I don't believe there's some guy in white robes and sandals with a big-ass beard that's just snapping his fingers and making shit happen. Right, like, what would be the purpose? Why, why, why do that? What's the... For entertainment, he got bored. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I, I do believe, you know, that we're beginning to understand um, a lot of the nature of the universe and how thought emerges. And um, I don't know, you know, that there's a lot of... <clears throat> you know, um, I'm consciousness. You know, I'm talking to you right now. I'm having an experience, you know, whether you want to call it soul, spirit, awareness, whatever. I, I like consciousness. I'm having an experience. I'm assuming you're in a consciousness. I mean, you're here talking I've to me. to you, I've, you know. <laughs> You could be a figment of my imagination. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't <laughs> yeah. um, I believe a dog is a consciousness. Because they have experience. They're, they're alive. They eat. They, they show a lot of Does emotion. Does a tree have consciousness? It's alive. Yeah. Maybe. But you it know, doesn't show emotion. Right. What about a fish? You know, uh, salmon, man, they, they travel thousands of miles to come back and spawn on the exact spot that they were born. I can't do that. That's pretty trippy. That's weird. What about a jellyfish? 
you know, um, if you had a live jellyfish or a rock and a fire, I think you would have a, a definite difference of experience throwing the rock into the fire versus throwing a jellyfish in. You know, um, they can move, they can sting, they can kill, they eat. But yet there's no Wait for them to show central attention. nervous system or spinal cord. You know, the, or a brain. You know, what about a bacteria? You know, granted, you know, like our consciousness, a human consciousness might fill this whole house. And a bacteria might just, you know, fill a little pinprick, you know. But bacteria can kill, they reproduce. So, what about an element? What if something being conductive, you know, uh, being able to transfer heat, you know, react... Is that, at some level, a conscious reaction to stimuli? I don't know. That one's hard for me to, to get. <laughs> you know, I have a hard enough time with, like, you know, the small bacteria. Right. So, you know, what if, what, what if we went down, right? You know, here's humans. Break down dog, fish, um, you know, a bacteria, jellyfish. All right. So, what if, what if we safe to say we're middle of the road. What if we were to go up? Okay. What if, you know, there, there was a point, you know, if, if we believe the Big Bang Theory, that, you know, you, me, everything on Earth... All the energy slash matter ever. Everything. Was in... About the size of a grape. What kind of consciousness would that have? Did and, it have consciousness? And and if that was a consciousness, how would it want to spend eternity? You would want to experience everything. Experience it all. But in order to have an experience, you need a point of reference. Like if I want to see the sunset, I literally have to get out and look at the sunset so the universe spread itself out a little bit you know to us it seems like a lot but we're small the universe is big and but they're still connected you know that we're still entwined you know entangled and and that would explain a lot of you know the weird behavior you know the the following and the the mirror neurons um and we're here just to have an experience. What were but, those particles? Not mirror neurons, but the like twin particles that would. Oh, they're, they're quantumly entangled stuff. Where if you know one moves here, the other one moves. Right, right. You know, yeah, they're constantly in communication, millions of miles apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cliff High, do you like Cliff High? You ever watch any of his stuff? I don't think so. Yeah, he, he's talking about um, trying to build a computer on that. Um, 
you know, can we communicate with these entangled particles with, um, I think the things, yeah, millions of But I mean, there's that idea. There's also, what if we're a computer simulation? There's, you know, compelling thoughts on that. When you which walk which into wouldn't a room be the same you thing. Forget what you believe, like forget why you were there. Your programming got changed. The <laughs> input you were supposed people, to do got canceled. So, like the Matrix theory. Kind of. You know. Um, I don't know. But but I, but I like to think you know that we're just the universe discovering itself, um, having every experience, and when we're done we go back to that experience you know a lot of people who take um you know dmt who have um gone, undergone hypnosis um they're, they're similar we stories this once. yeah but the way we were describing it we were calling we were saying like soul families because some yeah. guy i can't remember who it was but like a hypnotherapist or whatever had patients that like the one guy had a random back pain or whatever. Right, right. You know, he put him through hypnosis and tried to find where this happened. And, you know, the guy said, you know, Battlefield seems like World War One. this is my whatever. And then yeah, he got bayoneted through yeah. there. And the guy who, the therapist guy who heard all that didn't believe it. Then he looked up, you know, who this guy said he was, mm-hmm. and the serial number, and found out that guy got bayoneted in the back, right where this guy's having back pain. Mm-hmm. And then the one girl from the same therapist, who he traced her back apparently to the in-between stage of life, she came to yeah, Earth. She she was suffering from like always feeling lost, always feeling alone. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And the trace back, whether you can, whether, whether you believe it or not, it's still weird mm-hmm. that you know there was a soul family and I did come to this life before I was supposed to, or it just didn't meet up, right? You know, because or it came happened. to the wrong, you know, right point in time or you know place in the universe. Maybe you weren't even supposed to be a human. You were supposed to be an alien race um, trillions of light years away. Yeah. So if you believe that, you know, that, that energy can't be destroyed nor converted, or, or, sorry, destroyed nor created, only converted, are we converted different times, different light, you know, multiple universes? Um, and the purpose is, is to learn lessons. And sometimes it's our turn to learn the lesson, and sometimes maybe it's my, you know, our parents' turn. You know, um, that to me sounds more like an eternity. You know, a way to spend it. You know, some maybe you and me are like, hey, let's go hang out on this you know, economic slave planet that's on the verge of destruction. Think of all the lessons we can learn. I mean, imagine, I mean, having a talk about cars that drive themselves and 
should our social media use you know magical internet money right you know there's a lot of lessons a lot of integrity building there's a lot of challenges to to tear down what's really important and that's we all come from the same shit we're all we're all one um and maybe this maybe after this is done it's like wow that was great you know let's go back and be one of those rich guys learn those lessons that only being a multi-billionaire can learn and then hey let's go back and be one of those kids in Africa dies at six years old right you know that's an amazing lesson well that was great talk we've been going for (laughs) almost two hours oh really what time is it about one thirty. Alright. So about an hour and a half, so I think we need to call it there. Just All right. because we're we shouldn't be too psychotic. It was quite a scuffed podcast. I hope it actually works. Yeah. But yeah. Well it's a fun conversation regardless. Yep. Yeah.